0: Hey, are you tired of shopping your car and home insurance every single year? Well, somebody's got to do it, but that somebody doesn't have to be
1: you. At the Rhodes Group, we can get you up to 10 insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes. Visit us online today at Rhodes-Group.com. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Mad Atlanta. We appreciate you guys making us your weekly destination to catch up with some of our favorite uh, Atlanta and Georgia guests, both past and present. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. All right, uh, a fan favorite. Like I think that's an understatement to say about uh, Charlie Culberson, who maybe the nickname Charlie Clutch happened in L.A. or somewhere else, but I know Atlanta Brave fans distinctly remember it and dig it a lot charlie colberson joins us on this uh, edition of welcome to Atlanta. you do charlie have a connection with braves fans which is i mean it's really cool but it's kind of odd how quickly it happened how, how soon did you recognize that
2: yeah um yeah braves fans are awesome they always are they they welcome me back um they're great i think growing up a braves fan here in georgia too uh m- maybe that helped out a little bit i think people might have known me a little bit before. Um, in those couple moments, I won home stand back in eighteen, where I got lucky enough and hit two pinch at Waco off and it might have uh, might have sparked when that happened. So it worked. Yeah, it did work. Um, and yeah. that's
1: the the cool thing for you is you're here in eighteen. That's your first year, so that's the first year of the Braves uh, on this four year winning streak of winning the divisions. But that year was still a surprise to a lot of people outside. Of the clubhouse because eh, still kind of in the midst of the rebuild, still young, still waiting on Acuna and a few other young guys. What was your view from inside the clubhouse when that thing began?
2: I mean, you had some uh, veteran players. Um, obviously, Freddie's been around for a long time. Um, his leadership, Nick Marcakis, you know, those guys kind of led by example. Uh, they weren't like the biggest vocal guys, but they just led by, you know, playing every single day and kind of follow their lead. Um, I was, you know, kind of happy to be back home, excited to play. You know, in front of the fans, in front of you know, family as well. But then the big, the big talk with uh, Acuna coming up. I mean, one of the top prospects in baseball. You got Ozzy. You know, Dansby. There's so many, so many good things happening. Cervando had a great year. Um, it was kind of weird because I think they people picked us to get fourth in the division that year, and then we won. Um, personally, it's like you see what you had on the field. I didn't think that was a big surprise, um, especially with all the young talent. But anyways, uh, the guys were there ready to play every single day. Um, It was a lot of fun.
1: Let me back up for a second because you mentioned being a local product. You grew up in Calhoun. You get drafted in the first round by the Giants back in 2007. Before you get drafted, first of all, you're a Braves fan, I assume, growing up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are your kid memories of the Braves as you grew up in Braves country?
2: Well, they were winning all the time. So Braves country, I guess, pretty – like expands throughout the southeast and really kind of across the country because TBS was uh, big everywhere. Um, And it's kind of easy to say, like, I'll root for the Braves and you have Chipper Jones and Greg Mannix and Andrew Jones and John Smolks and Tom Glavin and, um, you know – all those big name players and all of them were Hall of Famers. It's just kind of crazy. Um, they made it easy for us to be Braves fans too.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're born in 1989. So by the time you have your earliest like Braves memory, you're right. You're right in the midst of like Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer. Um, so how early, like, is, is it easy for you to be a, uh, a young baseball player playing five, six, seven years old? Were you into it that young?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad played five years of professional baseball, made it up to double A Um he helped open a, a batting cage facility in Rome when I was six years old. So it was, yeah, I mean, I lived at the cages. Um, I wanted to be like him. I wanted to grow up and play baseball. And then, like you said, I grew up in a time where the Braves were awesome. And so if you weren't a Braves fan, then I'm not really sure what you were doing. <laughs>
1: what, uh, how good were you at a young age? Like at seven, eight, nine years old, were you already pretty good having it in your
2: blood? I mean, I thought I was pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm not the one that's going to go and say I was the best player. Um, you know, my dad helped me out a lot. And, again, I kind of had a, a leg up on a lot of kids because, again, after school I would just go to the cages and put tokens in the machine and hit all day. And so I kind of I had that nice little luxury. But I knew that I loved the game, too, and it was a lot of fun, you know, traveling with my, my best friends and playing tournaments and then afterwards going and eating and all that stuff kind of helped, helped the spark for me to, to love the game.
1: And as I mentioned, Charlie, you're drafted by the Giants in the first round. So tell me about that process. Did you have an idea it would be them? Did you think it was going to be that early? Like how involved were you with the whole draft process?
2: Yeah, we had a couple other guys um, that I played with my senior year. Josh Smoker, who was the 31st overall pick by the Nationals. And then another good friend of mine, Brody Pullen, who was drafted by the Reds. So we had a we had other guys there being watched by scouts. Um, it was one of those things where there were 50, 60 scouts at our game sometimes, which is which was a blast as a, a high school kid to to go and just get ready for a game with all these scouts and radar and this and that. So um, I actually had a few uh, pre-draft workouts. I flew out to San Francisco for one, and so. That was obviously a long trip, and I had a pretty good idea because that year they had six, uh, they had three first-round picks and three supplemental picks, so they, they had extra picks, and uh, they did show a lot of interest, so I had, a, I had an idea that it was going to be them.
1: What was the first professional experience like now you're getting paid, like rookie ball or low A ball? How much of a uh, culture shock was that?
2: when I'm 18 years old, I just graduated from high school. And then a week after I signed, I fly to Arizona and show up and it's 105 degrees outside. (laughs) And I take all my bags to a days in hotel and I'm walking to the back. And as I'm walking and it's so hot outside, I'm thinking, all right, what did I do? I flew across country. What did I get myself into? Um, But then luckily enough, I walk into a room. I have a roommate and he ends up being my best friend. So <laughs> one of my, one of my best friends, Nick Noonan. Um, everything always works out, man. It's uh, it's an adventure. Um, I wouldn't have changed anything um, that I've been able to go through. Met my wife. Have three kids. Like things are good. I can't complain.
1: Yeah, the everything happens for a reason. You know, it does. Statement is true. Did the? Because I've heard that same tale of like, oh my God, real baseball for a paycheck, and it's just. I mean, now it's it's a profession. Does the signing bonus, does the money, does that make it a little bit easier knowing you're going to have to go through the minor league grind?
2: Yeah, I mean, growing up, I think my parents did a, a pretty good job of you know, teaching us the value of things. Um, I saw my dad work sometimes three jobs at one time. My mom you know, worked her tail off. You know, they did things that they had to do to, to make things easier for, my, for myself and my sister, um, but I didn't know any better. You know, it's, we didn't have a ton, but we have what we needed. Um, and then getting a nice signing bonus at that age, it was it was nice. But I was always a, a math guy, good with numbers, so um, that was that was cool. But then I go get my first paycheck playing in rookie ball, and it was like five hundred dollars, maybe <laughs> fifty bucks every two weeks. Um, but at the time, I'm 18 years old. Again, I didn't need a whole lot, so that was the time where I knew that I now need to continue to work to keep moving up, uh, to keep, you know, bettering myself and maybe make a little bit better paycheck down the road.
1: when oh, and you also discover taxes are a thing that comes oh, out of a yeah. paycheck.
2: Yeah, the, the government, they always have to have their hand in all things. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's, that's part of it.
1: Um, so you kind of make your way through the minors, which is never an easy life as much as, you know, we all see the, the major league lifestyle that's different. Eventually you get traded as a minor leaguer, so – a lot of guys will look at that as, it's not, it's not working out here, I'm blocked by this guy, maybe that's a chance, or why are they giving up on me? You got traded to the Rockies, how did you receive the news?
2: Yeah, I got pulled out of a game uh, one night in AAA in Fresno, California, and uh, they told me, after that, I got a phone call from the uh, the Giants GM saying that they were trading to the Rockies, and that I'd probably be going to Colorado Springs. You know, it was one of those weird things that, like, some guys wish for a trade. They wish for a new opportunity. They wish because maybe they go somewhere else. The grass is greener on the other side. Like, again, I'm, I'm thankful for that opportunity because I'm here today, um, being able to be traded again to the Braves, but uh, and then go on and, and play with the Rangers. But it, it's, it's a crazy thing. I mean, we, uh, my wife was pregnant with our first child. Uh, she was seven months pregnant. And then we get in her little infinity, pack up the car. And drive 17 hours from Fresno to Colorado Springs, so it's like it's it's just crazy. Um, it all worked out, but you know some of those things, like a lot of people don't realize that you know athletes and other people go through, and literally your life changes just like that in, a, in one quick phone call. Yeah. Yes, we're
1: brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go-to. I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock, so I'm right around the corner to downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screen, self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the Daily Draft's newest menu edition, the Tailgate Box. Yes, you can enjoy their wings, boneless wings, a couple of sides, a bag of popcorn, and of course, their homemade jumbo cookies. Now, these are pre-order only. You can go to the uh, thedailydraft.net or give them a call at the Daily Draft to get the pre-orders in. If you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week or even order on Uber Eats, Check out the Daily Draft. They have a great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks Monday through Friday from 11.30 till 3.30. Again, go to thedailydraft.net, or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game. Go check them out today at the Daily Draft.
0: Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.
1: Um, I should ask you, because you did make your Major League debut with the Giants before you were traded, so take me through that day. Who gave you the news and... um is it every bit the TV movie, you know, fairy tale that you hear about when you get the call and you have to start letting all the family know?
2: Yeah. Um, man, it was, it was a late, again, let's see. It was after a game. It was like 1030 West coast time, May the 12th. My manager, Bobby Mariano in Fresno told me that I was going to the big leagues. I was going to be starting the next day, one o'clock game in Arizona. Um, but then that, after that, it was – so I get, the, I get the news, and then it's 1.30 Georgia time. I call my, I call my mom and dad, tell them why well, I'm just freaking out. Well, my dad immediately books tickets for 8 o'clock the next morning. So a little over six hours later, they're on an airplane from Atlanta to Phoenix. Um, and it was pretty cool because Sarah, my wife, she was pregnant with Collins, my, my first daughter, and it was Mother's Day. Um, so I had my, my wife – my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother in law, and then um their youngest. They're they're two they're or two oldest now. All fly out, make my debut on Mother's Day, we win, I get a hit my third at bat. Um and then they all fly back to Georgia after that. So it was crazy. It was a big whirlwind. Um but yeah, May 13, thousand twelve is, is a day I'll remember. Um, not re- it wasn't really about me, it was about my family. Um,
1: that's yeah, a pretty perfect day. Do you, no, so, who was the first at bat against and who'd you get the hit off of?
2: First at bat was uh, Joe Saunders, left-handed pitcher. Um, and I ended up getting my hit against him in my third at bat. How was so the heartbeat? I, I got the hit out of the way in the first game.
1: Like, are you, are you calm when you step in the box? Is the heart racing so much you couldn't think? I mean, what was the exact moment like in your mind?
2: I think I had two hours of sleep because <laughs> I, I had a six o'clock flight um, from Fresno to Arizona. I think I landed at let's call it eight thirty or nine and then I went straight to the park um, and got ready for the game. So there wasn't much time to think. It was uh I think it was just pure adrenaline. Um and then I remember my hitting coach, uh, Hensley Mullins takes a picture of me on the on the flight back to San Francisco and I was passed out. I mean I was drained, I was done and he said, now you can show people and tell about that the first thing I the fight, uh, you slept the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Yeah,
1: so cool as the story. journey goes, right, I mean, you know, there are different routes to getting where you needed to go. Yours started in, in San Francisco and their organization, to Colorado Rockies, and then to the Dodgers. And I know for Braves fans, there was a certain piece of video. They saw a certain memory of Charlie Culberson in a big at bat. And like, if I asked you for three or four huge moments, Am I going to guess the biggest still comes in a Dodger uniform?
2: Um, Yeah, I got chills right now. Uh, yeah, I think that Ben Scully call was – it's got to be up there. I mean, I'll say top two because I've, I've had some other really cool moments. Um, you know, being able to play the whole game that day and hit, hit the walk-off homer on his last his last home call ever, after, what, 67 years, I think it was, I mean, Ben Scully's – arguably one of the biggest names in all of sports broadcasting and um and I have a little piece of history, you know, alongside with him. So, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um I don't think you could have written that up any better. Um but honestly like, yeah, that's probably top 2. And then some of the moments I had in Atlanta. I mean, growing up a Braves fan, being able to like have some cool moments and walk-off homers, the the throw from left field, like that felt like a walk-off homer for me too. Um which, by the way,
1: one of, one of the great throws, Like it looked like you're almost falling down as you're making the throw. And it couldn't have been – I mean, if you dropped it in the catcher's glove, I don't know if it could have been more accurate on a throw like that.
2: Yeah, everything lined up pretty well that in that moment. So that was uh, – it's crazy. Everyone thinks like all those cool moments only come from like offensive plays. But like I, I was in the left field in the, the eighth inning, I think. And then that happens in the ninth. So, no, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, that was against the that's Marlins that's in memory serves. Yeah, yeah. Marlins, yep. Yeah, that's that is crazy. Um, so getting to come home to play for the hometown team. Um, that could be good or bad, right? That can be great in a lot of cases. Some guys don't handle that very well. I'm sure as a part of your journey though, you loved the idea of like being involved in that deal that sent Matt Kemp there and brought you here.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was like the extra guy. I knew I knew Alex really liked me. Like the things that I I could do, especially at shortstop, um, that was a big deal. But to get that call that I was getting traded, like oh I'm like oh crap, here we go again, and then they said the Braves. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I obviously wanted to do really well. I had a slow start in 18, but I had some things I had to like clean up too with my swing and and stuff like that. But no, I mean it was it was a blast um, playing in front of your your family all the time. Yeah, I mean, was the yeah, was ticket awesome. request thing though? Is that is that ever a bother? You know what? That's a, it's a good problem to have. I mean, I live ten minutes from the stadium. Like, I could take my kids to school. Like, <laughs> some days I could pick them up from school, and then I can say, "Hey, I'm going to the park. And I'll be back later." So, the ticket request is, uh, you know what? It is what it is. But it's a good problem to have.
1: Now, how soon did you find out that there was whether it was real or not? Some sort of like. He looks like Dansby or his hair like Dansby or there's like this Dancy mm-hmm. Char- Charlie thing. Like, how quick did that come to your attention?
2: Um, I, Honestly, I can't recall the the first time. But when you look at each other, you're like, ah, yeah, I, I see it. But there was one day in particular when I we was playing catch. I'm like, uh, yeah, this is kind of weird.
4: <laughs>
2: um, I'm I'm playing catch with myself. It's your doppelganger. Playing catch with myself. I, always, I always thought, like, you know, how would it be if I – Caught my own pitch, my own so no So, I, let's that, that let's put fun. this to
1: rest then. Who who has the better hair?
2: I mean, if you have to say yourself, then I think it's the other person. So <laughs> I, can say, I can say. Too humble, I Charlie. Think, way way yeah, too humble yeah, in this. Yeah. It, it's just hair. It's just hair. So, uh being
1: involved in that team, winning the division, ninety wins—a surprise, maybe ahead of schedule backing it up in 2019 with another division title. I mean, there's nothing more fun than being in pennant race baseball and on winning teams. Give me sort of the um, retrospect, the look that you had being a part of those couple of teams and how fun that was.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was, I was lucky enough to be in L.A. for parts of two seasons and two division titles there, in 16 and 17, and kind of bringing that over with me and you know, winning three more with the Braves. Um, I didn't have a whole lot to do with it last season. as uh, I didn't play really ever, Um, but I was still there for the most of the season and the postseason, but just a good group of guys, uh, obviously super talented guys, and the more that they get into it, the more that they win, you can tell that, like, the feeling of loss when you you lose in the postseason, it hurts worse every year, so, like, they've been there, done that. You know, I'm happy for the guys. Um, I want everybody to do well, but it does sting a little bit. You know seeing them celebrate again after doing it with them for three straight years
1: yeah that's the weird part you go to texas and i mean that's again that's the life of the major leaguer but like there's the human side of this that you've still got a bunch of connections and relationships there and i'm sure like anybody again hometown team and what you did here i'm sure you would have loved to have been a part of it again
2: oh absolutely but you know things change um opportunities change i had a had a good opportunity in texas i got a chance to play a good bit this year and that's that's what i wanted going from not playing at all to getting a chance to play you know that that helped me in my career I feel like um but yeah it's still it still stings just knowing that you're not a part of that but you're happy to see guys you well know, obviously how,
1: how different was the Texas experience besides the, like you just said the obvious playing part but like clubhouse and just I mean how different was the day-to-day life there
2: uh, I mean we had a uh, I guess we had a younger group of guys, a lot of guys that were kind of getting their feet wet. Um, Some guys doing really well. Um, Beautiful stadium. I mean, wonderful park. Being able to go there every day to work was pretty cool. Um, You know, teams go through down years and losing a lot of games, and we did that. But I tell people, like, I was a part of that, too. Like, I helped the team win some, and I helped the team lose some. So, that's just kind of how things go, and you got to learn and grow from it. Uh, sometimes you, you and other guys can surprise the fans and people and how well you do, but we just got to learn from it and move on.
1: So, what's your outlook now? I mean, baseball—you can still play in your thirties and you know do it at a high level. Like, what is your next three, four years outlook on what you want to do?
2: I want to keep playing. Yeah, I mean, I want to win. Obviously, that's the name of the game—is is to win, to win ball games. Um, but I still got—I I still feel like I got a lot of baseball left. Um, it's kind of hard to put a a time frame on it only i think only certain players can do that and say like when they want to be done um i'm not sure if i really had that that luxury but i want to like play until they say like you can't play anymore
1: well the the good news is we from what i've heard and i didn't see it the other night being there but i heard charlie colberson made quite the uh, tv debut did you have fun doing the the stuff both pre and post game Uh,
2: I did. Um, it was just post-game. I got to hang out with the guys, you know, up in uh, at the park. We watched the game inside. It definitely helped that the Braves won That way that questions were easier. We got to talk about, you know, more positive things. But uh, I enjoyed it. It was something that, you know, I always try to keep doors open. Um, and, yeah, when I'm done playing, maybe maybe I can roll into that. So we'll see
1: is tv or like is there coaching is there a way you want to stay around it if it's beyond just you know the obvious of you know doing some analysis
2: uh you know what i don't really know like i've thought about it for a long time but you know i got three kids they're growing up it's like whenever that time comes then i'll make the decision if i can make a decision on my own um yeah i mean i would love to coach i love coaching i love teaching young kids um that the other night after the game was a lot fun, so we'll see. I'm not really sure. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to be able to potentially do something that I can you know, stay around home to and, and watch my kids grow up a little bit more.
1: Yes, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go-to. Uh, I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock, so I'm right around the corner to downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screen self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the Daily Draft's newest menu edition the tailgate box. Yes, you can enjoy their wings boneless wings, a couple of sides, a bag of popcorn, and of course, their homemade jumbo cookies. Now, these are pre-order only. You can go to the uh, thedailydraft.net or give them a call at the Daily Draft to get the pre-orders in. If you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week or even order on Uber Eats, check out the Daily Draft. They have a great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks Monday through Friday from 11.30 till 3.30. Again, go to thedailydraft.net Or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game. Go check them out today at The Daily Draft.
4: minimum balance required.
3: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
1: So last thing on this Braves team itself, and you're playing in Texas, so you really can't keep up with a ton of it, but... Like, you know the, the basic story of, of how much they lost the whole outfield from Acuna to Azuna and, and Pache are gone and no Soroka and they lost Arnaud and, like, all that stuff happened. Yet, here they are. How do you kind of um, reconcile that they've been able to overcome that stuff and get
2: here? That's uh, that's having depth. That's what depth uh, gets you right there. Uh, having depth, having the players, having guys that have, like, actually been there and done it before, I mean – you know, the first time in 18, there's a lot of guys that got their got their feet wet in postseason ball. It was like, and I've been there. You're, you're almost happy just to be there. These guys, they're obviously excited to win, but you can tell that they know that they should win. The really good teams know that they should be there. Um, but yeah, I did, I, did, I think that comes from veteran leadership and just having depth, having guys that are available. You know, they were they had their AAA team stacked this year with so many guys. If you look at their roster, at one point they probably had forty or fifty years of service time. I'm sure with all the all the players that they had there. So I think that helps out with uh, with the GM and making decisions uh, for the big league club.
1: And then the Freddie Freeman part of this, Charlie, like to, to end that series the way he did with the eighth inning home run off Hater, the face of the franchise, all that stuff. Like Freddie Freeman, I assume as the teammate is as good as the you know the fans see the guy on the field every day. Just either watching at the ballpark or on TV.
2: Yeah, Freddie, um, I mean, everyone knows that Freddie's one of the best in the game. Um, he knows that, too. I mean, he's he's confident. Um, he knows that he can go to the park and kind of roll out of the bed and just hit, and at the end of the season, he's probably going to hit close to 300 or 300 like he did this year. You know, the, the great players, you know, they'll go through those stretches where they might not do as well, but then they get super, super high, and at the end of the day, they the numbers at the end of the season kind of speak for itself. Um and think Freddie kind of leads by example by just showing up every day and playing the high caliber baseball that he always plays. Um, it's pretty simple. I mean he doesn't he doesn't overdo it because he knows that he has to be be out on the field to perform, and that's why you know Braves fans love him so much because he's done it for. 11 years now
1: well like i said i think Braves fans had a uh, a love affair with Charlie Culberson too the Charlie clutch <laughs> stuff everybody had a big kick out of it nothing but continued success whether it's uh continue playing and the and the tv stuff all of the above Charlie we appreciate you spending some time with us
2: yeah thanks man i appreciate you
1: folks let me ask you a question when it comes to dealing with experts don't you know they've got your best interest in mind Think about somebody in the medical profession as opposed to you diagnosing yourself. You would never do that. When, when it comes to insurance, I would think, yeah, you can go shop your own rates, but don't you want the professionals to do it for you, the experts? Well, I'm talking about the Rhodes Group. My friend Clayton Rhodes and the great folks at the Rhodes Group, they did that for me, and you should know. You should be shopping your rates or having pros do it each and every year because the rates change so much. When I'm talking about home or car insurance, you could be saving a bundle if you have professionals like the Rhodes Group shopping for you. They did just that and they saved me a couple of thousand dollars a year with home and car insurance combined. You can be the next to save a bunch of money with the Rhodes Group. I want you to go to their website. It's roads groupcom It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S-Group.com. Or follow me on Real Matt on Twitter. You'll see the link. You can click over and have them give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes Group. Locally owned. A great bunch of folks who are professionals when it comes to finding you the best rates. Go to roads groupcom have them shop your rates. They'll give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes Group.
0: Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? How?
3: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com
1: Guys, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Thanks to Brian Murphy for producing the podcast and thanks to you guys for making us your weekly destination. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Madland. Welcome to Atlanta Players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till eight in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta, where the players play, and we ride on them banks like every day.
2: Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, uh-huh. and parties.
3: presentation.